Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome to our very first episode of 2021. This is Rachel, and this is The Pulse, and I am so thrilled to have with me today Oliver, Jacob, Tom, and Rupert from Semitone from the University of Exeter in Great Britain. And these gentlemen have just released in the last month or so a new EP called Infrared, and we're here to chat with them about it. So welcome, gentlemen. How are you? Thank you for having us. Sure. So I'd love to start off just with a little bit of background about Semitoned and how the group came to be. Yeah, sure. So we are the University of Exeter's all-male a cappella group. Uh, we started 10 years ago, and ever since we've been creating music on the a cappella scene. We're most known perhaps for performing live on TV in the UK, on BBC Two's The Choir with Gareth Malone, and also we performed on Sky One's Sing Ultimate a cappella as well. So, so yeah, we love doing what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And how did Infrared, so that's your, your latest release, and, and I, I know that you all have a recorded in the past. This is not the first time, maybe you specifically first time, but but in general, the group has released music in the past. And I wonder, you know, what about this time, or perhaps the time when you did the recording, which is not quite this time, waited the right time to consider sort of immortalizing the group and where it was? Well, I, I think it was my first year in the group last year, as was uh, Ollie's. And Jacob's an old boy, a veteran group. He's been in it for four years. Yeah, four So actually, a lot of the music is Jacob's baby if you will kind of we had a big group of new guys i think we had seven or eight new guys last year and you were kind of sorry big turnover yeah oh yeah that is a big turnover and the committee kind of there was a lot of really good music that they wrote the year last year excuse me that they you know they performed and they loved especially life on mars which we've performed probably to death now but you know <laughs> it's still still a great tune and we just kind of decided that it'd been a couple years since we'd done a recording so we like to record. So that's how Infrared came about. Yeah. Was it hard to choose, you know, because you have a rep that is greater than the length of an EP. And so I wonder if it was difficult for you to choose the songs that you wanted to be on the EP. If you could have heard the argument over which songs were going to be included. I mean, I think I did. I think I did hear it all the way over here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's always some, some sort of like discussions, I think is a nicer word to put it, about what should go on there. But the way in which the group works is that we, on the whole, steer clear of, of voting because then you get very much who's right and who's wrong. And I think it's a bit uh, a bit much. We we tend to just scream each other until someone gets tired and gives in. So um, it feels like a much more of a collaborative effort. And we come out with everyone is relatively happy with. Yeah. So was there some sort of ranking process or... The, uh, the first three were much easier. So we, Jacob wrote, I'm going to get it wrong now, even though it's our album. You wrote <laughs> Life on Mars, where you helped yeah. write Life on Mars. And I didn't do Ink Cold Blood, actually. That was Alfie. Oh, I thought you edited it. I did I did bits and bobs here and there, but oh, okay. it was credit for, for Alfie's hard work. Yeah. But uh, we, Ink Cold Blood and Life on Mars were from the year before. So I think that was always the idea that those two would be recorded. And then we had one of our fantastic alumni, Ed Scott, wrote probably my favorite song on the album seven nation army and we did that at the icca and mm -hmm. i think there was kind of a consensus across the group that we absolutely loved it so we yeah. thought that would definitely be number three and then afterwards it just kind of descended into screaming and <laughs> we eventually settled on the other three so fair enough did, do you feel like there's an arc or a story was that part of the idea of how to choose the songs or was it more like sort of your your best efforts i think the main part of it for us was that we had these three songs that we wanted to record 
stuff that we recorded in the first session and then after that you have to think what fits into the album we've obviously as a group done past albums and you like to get a mix of upbeat sort of you know sort of faster songs in a major key and then also slower sadder ballads and you want to get a mixture of soloists and everything and different voices and that's mm. obviously what we sort of aimed for how many, how many spreadsheets did you make I made a lot of spreadsheets was it four or five <laughs> yeah probably four or five um, yeah it, it definitely felt a lot more about filling all the different vibes people might want to hear from us you know showing off all we, we can do as a group we don't want to you know typecast ourselves to one kind of song I think we've definitely shown in the album we've got a whole range that we're, we're quite capable of doing absolutely and then you know you had sort of before we started recording you talked about recording this prior to lockdown which I think obviously made it easier in some ways but in that time what was it like for you to go into the studio and to have an opportunity to lay down the tracks well, I've done it a few times before with the previous EP, Strike Three, and a few singles that we've released. For me personally, it was it's still so exciting to like go into the tiny booth with the padded walls and you know, sing. Wait, we're talking about a recording booth, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's still really exciting to do that and and be imagining that the end product is going to be so great. But I'm sure Tom and Oliver can give you more of a fresh perspective on, on how they found it. Yeah, for me, it, it was my first chance recording with a group. And yeah, it was absolutely fantastic going into the recording studio with the mic. At first, a little bit daunting, especially knowing that in the other room listening to you was the MD. But no, it, it was a really fantastic opportunity. And to hear it come out as it has in the end is brilliant. Yeah. So then after you all recorded, you know, there, there was some time, right, in between that recording process and when you ultimately released it and you submitted it for for mixing and mastering and all of that. And that, I mean, that happened during lockdown, as I understand. So can you talk a little bit about maybe how your expectations of that process might have changed given this sort of crazy world we're in now? Towards the end of recording was in our second session when we did the final three tracks. That was when we were really starting to feel up against it. That was when coronavirus was starting to fill the news headlines. We didn't know whether one day we were going to wake up and there was going to be this lockdown that everyone was talking about. But fortunately, I think we might it might have come down to just a few days towards the end, I think, that we actually just managed to get everyone recorded and then we went into total lockdown. So we were very, very lucky because the, the whole recording process initially would have completely changed for us so in a way we were quite lucky then that we were able to submit the tracks perhaps relax a little bit after those few days of intense pressure towards the end yeah and then submitting them you used liquid fifth is that right as your company to do the work yeah big shout out to liquid fifth they're they're great (laughs) they're brilliant yeah i think we were always sort of expecting that large gap between recording and and the album actually being released as i think is typical with acapella editing mixing and mastering and i think everyone sort of not forgets about it but it gets uh, less on the forefront of your mind and then when the first edits come back everyone like gets super excited again and then it's sort of like way like that until the album's actually released. Yeah. Well, I wanted to highlight one of the tunes from the album. You had mentioned before Seven Nation Army, and it's a fantastic tune. And I really love that sort of sample of Sweet Dreams from the Rhythmics, which is included in that. And I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that tune and who brought it to the group and how did it sort of make its way through? It was Ed Scott, I think, who is one of our alumni, who's unbelievably talented. He's written a lot of stuff. But I mean, I didn't I didn't have much to do with that. So I think Jacob's probably more qualified to talk about it than I am. 
Well, when we were deciding what songs to do for the album, it was also a case of who should arrange the songs alongside what songs we do. And I thought it was a really great idea to get as much influence as possible from lots of different people. So I arranged a couple and Tom helped me out on one as well. We had two different alumni help out with arrangements as well, just to give different feels to the to the album. We don't just get stuck in one track. Seven Nation Army in particular, I think was probably one of his his best ones to date, I think. And it's it's really great. And it really gives us a chance to show off two of our new guys. So we've already mentioned that we had a huge turnover year. So the, the two soloists, Reese and Aiden, you know, brand new, fresh into the year. And a few months into the group, they're being asked to sing this song on the EP. So yeah, it must have been really cool for them. <laughs> Absolutely. It was one of the first songs we learned as a as a new yeah, group. Yeah, it was very so, early on in the year. So actually, like defining that year as a group, that was mm. quite important to us to have it on the EP as well. We're going to share that tune with you now. Here is Semitone doing Seven Nation Army, originally performed by the White Stripes, with as I mentioned, a sample from Sweet Dreams from the Rhythmics. Here is Semitone. Hold up, hold up, there, past me. We don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. I loved it. I mean, I said that before, but like, it's uh, it's such a good tune. You guys did an awesome job. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, we love it too. Sure. So you mentioned that you had a large turnover last year, that it was a kind of a building year. And I wonder, what does this upcoming year look like for you? Is there going to be some stability? Is there going to be more shifts? What do you guys see coming up? Well, it's been, it's been very, very new to us so far on our Instagram. We kind of came up with this idea of trying to release new music every week. So we weren't going to, you know, we weren't going to let a pandemic interrupt us making music as a group, but we kind of obviously have to adapt. So the committee this year, we came up with the idea of doing Friday tunes, we called it. So it was, you know, we'd arrange a new one, we'd learn it, we'd record it, and then we'd release it every Friday. That's ambitious. That's a lot to do over the course of a week. It, oh, yeah. it was a very ambitious project. At the start, we kind of planned to do it for just a couple of weeks just to you know get some music out there while we couldn't meet in person but as the weeks and then eventually the months went on throughout the term we suddenly realized that yeah this term we're just not going to get the chance to meet as a group which was so unfortunate but you know that that's just what we had to do so we ended up doing a whole term's worth of, of Friday tunes which turned out really well as you said it was very ambitious but I think it definitely really paid off and just allowed us to connect with our listeners as well and to sing together in a in a weird sort of way yeah I wonder does you know I think that when you do things like that sometimes it forces you to maybe let go of some of the perfection that you strive for like some of the like maybe nitty-gritty perfection and allows you to put out more right more content more rawness maybe I wonder you know if you can talk a little bit about have there been lessons that you've learned in that process? I think for the current group, we're in a sort of bit of a limbo situation, as, as we talked about. There was a big turnover last year. So we're kind of trying to find our own way through this on top of trying to deal with the pandemic. So I think just as a good exercise of learning, it's been really good just learning music, fresh music every week, learning it to... I'd say at quite a moderate standard. It's obviously quite unfortunate that we haven't been able to have had the proper experience of learning as a group and actually blending. But ultimately, the positive from that has been that we've been able to focus on our lines perhaps slightly more, really nail them, work with Tom as one of our MDs week on week to, to submit trial runs of our lines each time and go back and perfect little bits. Yeah. I think another aspect of it as well is that it kind of takes Semitone back to its roots because mm. it was originally started out as a five-man man quintet singing and they would do songs as you say they just do songs that they wanted to sing 
sing and they, they've released probably more music every week or, or prepare more songs every couple of weeks than we have got used to in the last couple of years when we've been preparing for you know a tour or a tour of the USA or a tour of the UK and Edinburgh Fringe Run everyone prepares loads of songs but it's mostly songs they've been doing all year and so I think this sort of aspect of having say it is a Friday session every single week that's just consistent turnout goes very much back to sort of a time before the group would ever do anything as ambitious and try and have everything as tight with choreo and everything and they can just yeah. focus on music yeah and um, for me it's, it's been really refreshing actually because obviously in last year we were learning a lot of the old stuff as Rupert says it was you know if I have to hear what's it dance floor one more time but it was very nice like collaborating with all the guys like I said to them at the beginning Reese and I and DMDs we were like if you want us to do a song text us the song and we'll consider it so you know I had an influx of rubbish songs but then some of them were really good and we ended up doing I think I took suggestions for five or six of them we ended up doing a collab with one of the girls groups at uni the sweet nothings who are brilliant that yeah. came out really well and that was one of our guy ludo's suggestion that song but it's been really refreshing it's been quite hard arranging it all and jacob's been brilliant helping us with that but it's been really really rewarding that we've written and performed you know an entirely new repertoire and been it's been great that's amazing you know i want to bring it back for a moment to infrared because i'd like to introduce another song and i wonder if you can talk a little bit about in cold blood which was originally performed by alt j and and how did that particular tune come to be into your into your rep so this is actually another alumni creation this is um from alfie davies who was in the group a couple of years ago now and he he arranged it specifically for an icca set a couple of years ago so his aim was to make it as musically intricate as possible and to try and get as much detail in there as he could and keep it interesting all the way through we do a lot of songs we like to call filler just to you know keep the audience happy and you sing a happy song and they seem to enjoy it so you keep doing that we do it's one of the things we do best but alfie thought he'd go with with something that was just really musical and you know it took us a long time to learn um <laughs> but it was definitely worth it yeah yeah it was just a really good one he sent it off to a couple of other people to edit it as well like i said before getting lots of different influences and you know different different inputs just to keep it as as interesting as possible Ooh. well let's take a listen to in cold blood here is semitoned again performing in cold blood originally performed by alche here they are hold up hold up there past me we don't have a license to play music on this podcast so if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to Akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled that was interview. another just a really awesome choice, I think, for you guys particularly, I thought. You guys really did it justice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sorry to say. Sure. I wonder, as you all look ahead to next semester, or I don't know if you're on quarters, but, you know, in terms of what's coming up next for the group, is, is Friday Tunes something you will all keep doing? Or do you have other goals and ideas for the spring? Well, sadly, you've probably all heard the news that the UK is back into lockdown down so it's, it's not looking likely that we're going to be able to meet probably mm -hmm. until easter time who knows really so like you say we're hopefully going to be releasing a couple of friday tunes but in the very immediate future we're looking to work on our icca set mm -hmm. we're just going back into term next week so we'll be coming together on zoom to start learning and recording for that which is really exciting yeah i mean it's a, clearly a very different year than any other year how do you approach the the difference how how are you going to use the changes that are coming up for things like ICCA, maybe even for Edinburgh, since we don't know if that's going to happen in the summer, it's not clear. Like, what, what, how are you approaching that? I think as a committee, we've sort of been taking it pretty much a day at a time, to be 
quite honest with you. In the first term, as we mentioned earlier this year, there were week on week, we were told that next week might be the week that we actually get to meet in person. So we'd make <laughs> plans for rehearsals, we'd book spaces, we'd get everyone ready, get the risk assessment signed off. And then at the last minute, it would be cancelled because there'd be another restriction brought in either by the government or the university. So we just kind of have to take it a day at a time. And I think that's really what we're going to do for this term as well. And for the future, we've got plans in the long term, as you said, to go to the Edinburgh Fringe this year. We've really got to keep our fingers crossed that we're going to be able to perform at that. But who knows? We'll start making the plans now. And yeah, just take it a day at a time. Yeah. I wonder if there are ways that you guys have found to connect remotely since you can't get together in person. I mean, Zoom rehearsals Zoom is been, a wonderful uh, thing. Yeah. I mean, do you do things like, I mean, some groups we've spoken to do things like virtual game nights or other sorts of trivia, virtual trivia, things like that. Do you guys have things like that that you do? We had a brilliant evening at the beginning of term where uh, we got the old group together and we included all the new guys. And Jacob made a reel of all of our audition videos from when we auditioned for the group. Oh, it was awful. Um, <laughs> them all together and he included some special mentions and it was brilliant fun you know obviously we can't be all together but it was great especially watching some some quite terrible auditions from some quite talented singers in the group well they can't have been that terrible if you let them in <laughs> already then <laughs> so one thing that i've been asking groups lately that I i'm curious your answer to is are there things about this time that the, the the changes that you've had to make to accommodate this weirdness that you feel have actually been beneficial that you might use or retain in your processes going forward. I think as we touched on earlier, actually being able to get music out there has been a really good thing. Although we had a really ambitious program of music for term one, and that just happened to come about because we were taking it week on week, day on day, actually just going forward, making sure that we're getting music out there, that we're not just performing now and again when we can or releasing a big sort of EP like we have done with Infrared sort of every few years, you know, re releasing these smaller videos that we're seeing from other groups as well, which is absolutely fantastic. Perhaps there's something for us going forward that we, I think we're going to look at, look at continuing. Other answers from other folks? Well, now I know when people tell me they haven't had time to learn their lines, that they're lying. So that's a good <laughs> thing that's come out of it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been great. I think, um, Following on from Oliver's point, it's very easy to get sucked into trying to, you know, like you said, the nitty gritty stuff, the, the perfections that you can spend weeks and weeks on. You can spend a whole rehearsal on dynamics and you come back the next day and, you know, they're gone again and you've got to spend another three hours doing that. I think it must have been refreshing for the new guys to like be able to learn something new every week and get it out and have like the positive feedback that, you know, you don't necessarily get when you spend three months on one song. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, before we say goodbye, I want to play one more tune from the group Movement off of Infrared, originally performed by Hozier. And I wonder if you guys can just chat a little bit about that tune. Well, this is Tom's tune. So I think this is, this is my baby. Talk about it. <laughs> no, it was actually it was actually my girlfriend who gave me the first idea for this last year in the Christmas. And she's not actually forgiven me because she suggested it as like a song to do with a collaboration between our group and the group she was in at the time. And I stole it and arranged it. Very very badly, could I just point it out? And then we came back in the new year and we were struggling to find a third ICCA song. And I suggested it to Jacob, who hated it. I then suggested it to Alfie, 
we managed to persuade Jacob that it was a great song to do. And then Jacob and I locked ourselves together in his house over two days. And yeah, it was fueled by a lot of coffee and a lot of bagels, but Ooh. we got it done. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, I, I want to say just what a pleasure it has been. Thank you so much for taking some time. No, thank, thank you so much for having me. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Of course. And as we say goodbye, we will be playing Movement, originally performed by Hozier, and in this case, performed by Semitone. Again, thank you, gentlemen, so much. Here is movement. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.